Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. At a National Park Service ranger talk on a beautiful summer night, somewhere in the back country of Yosemite National Park, Kim and I learned that Smokey the Bear has updated his shtick. Did you know this? He still says, only you, which is one of my all-time favorite two-word sermons, only you. But he no longer says, can prevent forest fires. He now says, can prevent wildfires. In a grove of huge sequoias, the Forest Service had been doing such a good job of fire suppression The youngest tree was over 100 years old. The underbrush was too thick. No seeds had been forced open by the heat of the flames. As it turned out, the forest needs fire to live. The forest needs not arson or careless fires, wildfires, but lightning and elegantly planned and executed burns. We, too, need fire. Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. The opening of Robert Frost's Fire and Ice, fire equals passion. Both love and hatred, voting fiery hot over icy cold, the poet casts his lot with dying in the flames of a heart on fire. This is a call to live in those flames, to live with consuming passion. Here's one of Robert Frost's rightful heirs, Annie Dillard, a little from her poem entitled, When Death Comes. She writes, When it's over, I want to say all my life I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Choosing to walk a spiritual path is choosing not to be a tourist, but a pilgrim. The difference between tourism and pilgrimage is that it's not always going to be tidy. It's not always going to make sense, and some days it's not going to be going at all. The spiritual path is the path of fire. When we were in college, my friend John's childhood home burned to the ground. 
It was no one's fault. There was no one to blame. His family, including the animals, had escaped to safety. They had insurance and could rebuild. He knew to be grateful, and he was. But what he also experienced in the weeks that followed was not so much what he had lost, photos, his passport, sports trophies, his grandfather's pocket watch. Not so much grief, as it was a kind of profound disorientation. Who am I, he wondered, without my stuff? 17th century Japanese poet and samurai warrior Mizuta Masahide wrote, barns burned down. Now I can see the moon. In the spring of 1978, the meditation hall at Tassajara Zen Mountain Center in California's Ventana Wilderness burned to the ground taking with it a 2,000-year-old stone statue of the Buddha that had probably been smuggled on a donkey cart from inside the borders of present-day Pakistan or Afghanistan before it was purchased by an American art dealer. A monk visiting from Japan dashed into the burning building to save it, but poet Jane Hirschfield stopped him. In a matter of moments, she changed her mind and walked in with him, but half the ceiling was inflamed. She changed her mind again and pulled him out. The next day, they sat together, staring at the remains of the hall. I'm sorry I didn't let you go in at the beginning to get the Buddha, Jane said. The monk pointed at the remains of the old altar. Buddha he said. He pointed at the ashes. Buddha, he said again. And then he pointed at Jane and said yet again, Buddha. During the summertime wildfires fires of 2008, Tarsahara found itself at the epicenter of several converging fires. In Fire Monk's Zen Mind Meets Wildfire at the Gates of Tarsahara, Colleen Morton Bush writes of life as the fire raged at the bottom of that canyon. It burned uniquely in each person. There wasn't one fire, but many. There was a shared fire and the fires individuals lived through in the valleys of their own hearts. The question arose, even if every building burned down to its foundation, wouldn't Tassajara survive? We were raised being told not to play with fire, it is so dangerous. Last Sunday morning, our 9-11 interface service ended with a blessing on the children born in these past 10 years, the generation that has never lived without the images of the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania in flames. How will our children live with fire?
Adrian Rich writes, my heart is moved by all I cannot save. So much has been destroyed. I have to cast my lot with those who age after age perversely with no extraordinary power reconstitute the world. Ours is not to play with fire, but to bear witness both to its destructive power and its power to clear out and purify and regenerate new seeds burst forth. The third section of T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, the section entitled The Fire Sermon, concludes burning, 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 burning. O Lord, thou pluckest me out. These words are based on a discourse given by the Buddha several months following his enlightenment, also called the Fire Sermon, in which we are directed to give ourselves to the work of our own liberation from suffering. We are told that upon hearing the Buddha's words, the 1,000 monks in attendance became enlightened. T.S. Eliot said of the Fire Sermon that it, quote, corresponds in importance to the Sermon on the Mount, end quote. The Buddha said, listen, everyone. Birth and death are given once. This moment, now, is gone. Awake, each one awake. Don't waste this life. This verse hangs on a wooden board outside the meditation hall at Tassajara. The board, called a han, is struck each morning and evening to call the community to meditation. The mallet has worn a deep groove in the faded word, now. Emerging from California's high Sierras and driving out somewhere along the 12 hours of highway to Sun Valley, Idaho, a thought arose and manifested out of the quiet, spacious mind that I have only ever been afforded by time in the wilderness. A thought appertaining to nothing, yet clear as a bell. I am at the root of my own suffering. I know this, and you know this, but can we remember? Can we remember we know it and know it again and again and choose not to waste this life. Beloved spiritual companions, only you. Only I and only you and only we. 
It turns out, after all, that we need fire to grow, fire to cleanse and make new. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. I don't want us to end up simply having visited this world. May we hold with those who chose to answer the call to live, who choose to live with consuming passion. I don't want us to mourn the roof of the barn. May we gaze at the moon no fire can touch. Buddha, 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 said the monk. We say everything is deeply, inextricably interconnected. May we together take the world into our arms and cast our lot with those who would reconstitute the world. <laughs>